Welcome to the Happy Pill Podcast. I'm Ursula Yerdun. In each episode, you're going to hear me share my story while offering information and resources while you continue on your journey of surpassing the effects of abuse and depression. I'm going to be doing some interviews with some very special guests who are going to share their journey and processes because my way is not the only way of healing. And the more information we have, the more we can share with one another. My hope is that you find love, inspiration, and purpose for your life. So let's get started. All right, my friends, thanks for joining in. Happy to always have you here. Let's continue on. Today is talking about the rage room. Yes. And I still can't really yell, but I promised that I was going to talk about the rage room. So this is what we are going to talk about today. Okay, so here is what it is. The rage room, as I mentioned before, a very safe place for someone to go in and release some pent up anger that's been sitting there for quite a while. So I did go with my friend. We went to the Rage Room here in Calgary, which is called Thunderdome Amusements. And first thing we did, it was in the morning, so we had to get dressed up in all of our gear. We got the huge, you know, overalls. We've got the mask. We've got the gloves. Oh, and the chest protector. Yes, thank you. The baseball chest protector. So that was it. So anyway, so the lady showed us all of the stuff that we could we could break, you know, and there were little cups and saucers and and clocks and an iron. It's like an iron, really? Like that that was our that was our biggest item and and both my friend and I thought that's not big enough. So we decided to go get this big ass printer. And uh, so we got to choose our music. It's not very um I don't know, anger inducing to listen to Yanni, you know, or Yo-Yo Ma. Uh, so we went for some for some hard rock uh, music. We're not into metal or country and stuff like that. So we went for hard rock. Like, let's get that adrenaline going. Let's get the, you know, the heart pumping and everything. So we we had our, our music going and it's just starting to build and build and, and trying to scream and yeah, and just really build up our excitement. So I grabbed uh, a crowbar, actually. My, my friend, she grabbed her... Um, it was a metal pipe. That's what she was using. So we put the printer on the table, closed the door. Everything is everything in the room, although it's it's been a well-worn room. There's lots of dents and scratches and the floor coming apart. So apparently it's a very popular room. So we're in this room. The music is blaring and I take the crowbar and I could feel it right away. As soon as I was lifting up my body and lifting up the crowbar, I could feel it in my core, this energy that really wanted to be expelled. So I did it and I just let it all come out in that very first strike of the crowbar onto this printer. Yeah, that felt actually really, really good. It got stuck in the printer, but um, you know, that's okay. And it's so funny because my friend goes, like I, I did the one hit and then uh, and I pointed to my friend, okay, like, like you go, it's your turn now. So she took her big swing with her metal stick and um, damn nailed that printer as well and so we're going back and forth just one hit each we're so canadian this is a very canadian thing you know 
bursting out all this anger for one spot. No, it's your turn. Please, please go ahead. And that's what it was like for a little while. We're so Canadian. It was amazing. The music was loud enough that we couldn't actually hear each other. Um, so we were using like sign language and stuff. Not that I know sign language, but we were just, you know, okay, it's your turn. And I would wave her in and she would do the same thing. We'd give each other thumbs up and we'd give each other high fives. And it was a really good, really good time. So we kept going um, with that. And uh, one thing I noticed, and I was trying to scream. Honestly, I really was. I was trying to release the anger. And every time that I would, you know, pick up this crowbar and I'd just bring it down, I was like, whoa! And of course, it was a little bit louder than that, but honestly, not by much. So I didn't have the projection that uh, I normally would have. But I went into that day just thinking that I'm not putting an expectation on myself. I don't need an expectation. I don't need the stress. Just go. Have fun. Release that energy, that pent-up energy that's been sitting there for so long. So I didn't have an expectation. So it was really hard to yell across this little tiny room to my friend. that okay, it's your turn. And then... Um, it was, it was really amazing. And so I would find this sledgehammer and I thought, oh yes, what is this gonna be like with this sledgehammer? And all of our objects are breaking into these small pieces. And here's what I found interesting with two of the objects that I took a sledgehammer to. One was this glass, this little piece of glass that was from um, an actual glass. It wasn't from like um, a pitcher or anything like that. So it was the bottom of this, this glass and I took the sledgehammer and I just like I just put everything into it and it literally it literally just turned into powder which was amazing I have to say that felt really good for my ego and my friend is standing there um and she's just waving her glove back and forth and she and she had to scream did you see that it just made me feel so good um, because of all this power that I was just taking and exuding and just putting into these, you know, inanimate objects. There was also this uh, ceramic bowl of some kind. And I, again, took my sledgehammer and I nailed that sucker. I nailed it so hard. Did what I, what I could do best with my voice to scream and sparks flew off this, um, this ceramic bowl. Uh, this container, this little ceramic thing, and I was stunned. And I could see my friend, honestly, even though we're wearing masks and stuff, I could see her eyes just like light up, you know, it's like, oh my God. And she pointed to, it's like fire, you know, and it wasn't fire, but it sparked. So there's probably some kind of metal in the ceramic or something like that, but I don't know. It just felt really good to my ego. All I could say is really good to my ego. And it, it was fun. And I was surprised. Like, my, my friend, she was going to town, too. So, <clears throat> excuse me, once we kind of got into a rhythm, you know, we would take our objects. I'd give her the sledgehammer or the crowbar. We would just use whatever we had. And we would then just do multiple hits, right? And what I found is when I got into that rhythm of more than just one hit, four, five, six hits or something. I just built up this momentum and this energy that was really coming through, you know? And I would say like, you know, some stuff and I would swear and and I'm like, okay. And I would check in with my little girl. I'm like, do you want to say something? Now's the time, it's safe, let's do it, you know? And, you know, so I'd let her scream and, and say a few words and stuff like that. And, um, and I'm just really, 
really just put all my energy into this because we had a limited amount of time. We had 45 minutes, which I thought, hmm, I don't know, is that long? Is that short? I don't know what we needed. <laughs> Let me tell you, friends, <laughs> we smashed everything in 20 minutes. <laughs> Literally everything. It was all in pieces. And you know what was really wonderful about that? We didn't have to clean anything up. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good to to listen to all of this. And then um, when we finally got out of the room, the, I don't know, how, how do I say this? So our stuff, we could have a videotape out of it um, if we wanted to, but we chose not to. And it was just enough for me to go and have this experience and the same thing with my friend. But when we stepped out of the room, uh, there was an audience out front because as people were paying for their entertainment events that were coming up that day, they could see us in the rage room, <laughs> which was really interesting. So getting out there and I am full of sweat. Just, I couldn't believe how much I was sweating in these 20 minutes that I was in there. Full of sweat. It was amazing. And then the reaction of people were just like, wow, you let that go. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's kind of the point, right? That's the point of the room. And now that I've done it once, uh, would I go back there? Absolutely right? Absolutely. Like, I mean, how many times do we have pent up anger that's stored within ourselves and in our bodies that we just need to release? And it was such a healthy way to release it. It was really amazing. And I think one thing that surprises me is that there's a lot of people that actually don't know about a range room. Um, so I'm hoping that for some of my international listeners, is there something like that that's available in your country that you can do? You know, is there a facility or perhaps, like I said before, you create one for yourself. But it was it was really, really, really amazing. I had a good time. I, again, I was shocked that it was just 20 minutes in length. Seriously, 20 minutes? It was good. It was good. So after the rage room, my friend and I, we were going to go for lunch at um, at this farmer's market that was really near the, the facility that we were at. And it was full, like the, you know, the building was full and it was a really, really cold day, really cold. But I was sweating so much. It was actually like minus 30, minus 34. Yep. Welcome to Canada. And uh, I had to like take my jacket off. I was just walking around in my t-shirt. I didn't put my, my hood on or my toque, if you want to say it. No gloves, no nothing. Cause I was so, so warm still. And it took a long time for me to cool down, like almost 45 minutes to an hour. Oh my goodness. But we had lunch and I was just checking in with myself. I wanted to see how I was feeling. I was chatting with my friend. I was explaining stuff that I was going through and I, I couldn't speak. You know, she could barely hear me. I had to sit right beside her and, you know, my voice, you know, it, it wasn't the same. And I didn't want to go into that room with expectation. I really didn't. Perhaps I was a little bit surprised. So maybe I did have a little bit of an expectation that something would switch, you know, or something would crack open. My voice would open up a little bit more, but it didn't, you know, and it was okay. I think I was surprised at how difficult it was to speak after that, though. That one, I actually was surprised, but I didn't. I didn't take it as um, something that wasn't working. I just thought it needs time. My voice needs time. Like if it's taken me decades to lose my voice because of what I've experienced, it's going to take me time to actually reclaim my voice 
you know, and it's not an overnight fix. This is definitely not an overnight fix. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was um, what I've really been feeling, and I've been sharing some of this stuff along the way with you. So here is something since the end of November that I've been doing, uh, which is certainly leading up to the range room, was with everything that's been going on, the, the repetitions, the, the constant relapses and the triggers that I've been having with this CPTSD, what I did is I actually had to stop work. Um, I'm, I'm still off of work because I kept having too many relapses. I kept having uh, too many triggers, too many flashbacks. And one thing that I've noticed, and it probably started, uh, well, honestly, since I've always had it, it's always been there. But since the awareness has come in, I've noticed more of the relapses. I've noticed more of the triggers. And I'm not saying that that's a, a bad thing. It doesn't feel good when I'm going through it. But I feel like what it is is that it's now exposed, right? The trauma is exposed and it's looking for a way out. It's looking for a way to get out of my body, out of my emotions, out of my spirit, you know, and it's needing healing. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be talked about. And the same thing with my little girl. She needs to be heard, which is why I went to the rage room, right? It's one of the techniques. So what I did to help myself is rest, lots and lots of rest because you've heard me talk about the exhaustion. You've heard me talk about the severe insomnia and the flashbacks and the flashbacks and everything. And it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of my energy. And so what kept happening is that I eventually just couldn't go back to work anymore because I couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate. Um, I wasn't sleeping. And essentially what was happening is that my body was shutting down. Right? Because it can only withstand so much information and trauma before it's going to like literally collapse. So it's been happening with my voice. It's been happening with my sleep. It's been happening with my pelvic area. Um, and this is what my body's been doing. Right. So to honor my body, I actually had to stop work, you know, for a while while I continue this journey. So I cannot express enough to you how rest and self-care is so important. If you're going through stuff, rest, right? You need the time. There is this great fear or this idea that's put out there that, you know, if you take time and if you do self-care, it's like you're not being productive in your life, right? There is such a stigma against that. It's like, oh, well, you're being lazy. You know, there's this mentality of hustle, hustle, hustle and work hard and, you know, don't sleep, get up early and, and push, push, push. But it's such a disservice to us, you know, like, are we, what are we really trying to accomplish by doing that? Especially when we're hurting and when we're healing and when our body is screaming for rest, it needs time to heal, right? So if, if we get hurt, we have to give that length of time to heal so that we come back to center. So rest is important. Here are some of the other things that I do, and I share this with you um, because perhaps some of you are doing this as well. You know, like I'll rock from side to side. I've talked about this before, and I was doing it a lot for these past three months. I was rocking literally side to side. Something happened if I felt stressed, if I felt overwhelmed, if I felt sad, tired, uncomfortable, anything. I would just wrap my arms around myself, kind of like hugging myself, 
and I will rock side to side. It's a very soothing mechanism. I don't feel shame for that at all. Not one bit. I also have what <laughs> I call my little Petey. Petey is my little polar bear. And he's a stuffed animal polar bear that I purchased, uh, I think, two years ago. Just after, uh, maybe two, two and a half years ago. And when I was a little girl, I loved my stuffed animals. Loved, 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 loved my stuffed animals. And you know, it made me feel comfortable. So a couple of years ago, I purchased um, my, my little polar bear, who I've called Petey. And he sleeps with me at night. You know, yes, you know what, I'm 47. I don't care. I don't care. I, I need this comfort, you know, to heal part of my childhood. And this is what my little girl needed. And you know what? It's what I need. And I have no shame of that. None whatsoever. Why do you think kids have stuffed animals, you know, uh, as, as little kids, right? They want the security. They want the comfort. They want the safety. Well, as an adult, while I continue to go through my process, I want the same things. So I do that. What else do I do during this time? I've been journaling a lot. Um, and then there's some days I don't, but I get really specific. I'm monitoring my time. I'm monitoring my medication um, that I'm currently on and how it affects me, right? I'm monitoring how my voice is progressing. And as you can hear, it's perhaps getting a little bit better, but it still has lots of cracks in it. You know, it's not as smooth as it used to be. So, but I give it time, you know, and I'll, I'll, you know, meditate with it. I'll visualize my throat healing. I'll visualize my little girl releasing what she needs to release. She'll say what she needs to say. And I work at that. I mean, if she's been abused for seven years, this is not an overnight process. It's not going to happen in a few weeks and it probably won't even happen in a few months. So I really need to take care of her. So I do that. I'll journal and I'll talk with her. Um, music. Again, I've talked about music before, how, how important that is to me, right? Because um, it takes me out of a stressful situation if it's a particular kind of music. During this time, I've also been talking a lot. I've really been talking with my therapist and talking with my doctor and just being truthful, open, honest. And I mean, not that I wasn't before, but as I'm becoming more aware, I'm noticing how much more I'm speaking and, and conversing and not feeling so much shame about what happened to me before, because of course I held shame. I held, held so much doubt and guilt with myself throughout all of these years, but now I'm looking at it differently and I'm looking at it differently because of the awareness, because of, because it's expanding. And now I, I'm looking at it almost with more interest going, wow, look at this message. So when I look back at what happened in November, the end of November, that one, of course, rocked my world. They all rock my world, right? And then it's, it's like, I'm not myself. So it takes me time to recoup recover, which is why the rest is so important. And then I can finally look at it a little bit more in depth. And it becomes information, right? All this sadness that I'm feeling. And when I start to look into the feelings, you know, the feelings of hurt, the feelings of shame, the feeling of loss of my of my vocal ability, I'm looking at the information going, what do I need? Sometimes I don't have the answer right away. So it means I need to rest. Because the answers are coming. 
And every time I take a step forward, whether that's with my therapist or, you know, some kind of journaling or a meditation, and I step forward, it keeps growing. It keeps healing every little step. I've also been very mindful of my water intake. I've been increasing my water, right? Because water not only can help lose weight, of course, but I'm providing the hydration in my body, which is going to help with my energy. So for me, I'm having about, um, I aim for seven, seven glasses. Now, I know they say like eight glasses a day, but I'm looking at my water bottle and it's a 20 ounce water bottle. So it's pretty tall. It's glass. I like to use the glass because I, I don't want to use any plastic. I'm trying to be very environmental. So when I have seven of these a day, which is what my goal is, that is that helps with the exhaustion, right? It, it I'm not saying that it may, helps me sleep better at night or that you know going to sleep is um, is easier. But when I do it, when I stay on top of it, then I'm less tired because my body is actually dehydrated, especially when I'm emotional, especially when I'm crying or something like that, or I've just expended a lot of energy like I did in the rage room. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Drink more water. And that's what I've been doing. Drinking more water, tea. Uh, I've had lots of tea or uh, lemon ginger water. I make a lemon ginger water as well. And I put honey in it. And that's generally the most of my beverages. I don't really have like pop or alcohol or anything like that. That that Those aren't really my beverages of choice. Um, it's nice on occasion, maybe a couple times a year, but they're not my beverage of choice. Water is so, so amazing. So in the next episode, my friends, what I would like to talk about is one of the healing techniques or therapeutic techniques that I use with my therapist. It's called EMDR for short. Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Let me see if I can say that again. Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Why is that so difficult? I have no idea. I'm going to work on that for next week. But this has been a really beneficial um, and healthy technique for me to use with my therapist. I want to talk about that. What is that? How can that actually help you? I'll share a little bit of my experiences and the visuals that I go through, especially the last one uh, that I did just a couple of weeks ago. So I'd like to share that with you. I thank you for listening. I, uh, I hope you like the shorter format of the episodes. I know that I'm liking it. You know, so I hope that works for you. And again, always, if you have comments, questions, you know, let me know. Okay, I'd love to hear from you. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or someone you know is in immediate need of help, please contact your local authorities, distress center, or professional care provider. If you'd like more information on this episode or other topics, go to my website, UrsulaYou'reDone.com.